Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen, your host. Today, I'm super excited to introduce our guest, Amber Zuxwert. Amber is an international Pilates and vinyasa yoga instructor, professional contemporary dancer, and holistic nutritionist. She's the founder of EpicSelf.com, her online health and fitness coaching platform, where she trains individuals and groups in optimal living for their unique body and lifestyle. She loves nothing more than sharing her passions and empowering people to dramatically upgrade their life through mind-body fitness, peak performance nutrition, cultural immersion, and adventure. Hi, Amber. Hi, Eileen. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you. So we we're talking about how you're calling from Costa Rica. Yes. You live there. Oh, it must be so beautiful. It is so beautiful. You know, this was always a dream of mine. I moved here four years ago, and ever since I was a kid, I wanted to live in the tropics near the beach, you know, in the rainforest. And so when I came to Costa Rica about four and a half years ago, I was like, wow, this, this could be it. So I moved down here about four or five months later. And mm-hmm. uh, just enjoyed it ever since. I think it's, I wake up so grateful to be here. It's uh, mm-hmm. just so gorgeous. Well, before we get into that, I want to talk about your background because sure. you have a background in professional dance, right? Mm-hmm. So, how, can you talk about how you transitioned from that into the current lifestyle and business that you have today? Sure. Yeah. So, I always say that dance was the very beginning of my journey, but it was also the reason that I learned all the things that I currently teach. So, I had a lot of acute and long-term injuries from my dance career, and they, because of those um, injuries, I was forced to learn yoga, Pilates, myofascial release, meditation. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be the best dancer I could be, and so at a really early age with these injuries and also just like realizing the importance of nutrition and my ability to really perform at my best and recover faster and endure longer, it just became obvious that I needed these peak performance tools to really allow me to be the best performer possible. And so I found all these things, but then as I you know got older and realized I can only dance professionally so long. And I was already teaching Pilates and yoga and nutrition alongside my dance career. So when I graduated college, I got my degree in dance performance and choreography. And then I ended up minoring in holistic health, loving that whole Mm. wellness genre, whether it was like, you know, Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, raw food, superfoods. I was just dabbling in a lot of different things. And I went through a couple certification programs after college, yoga, uh, Pilates, and nutrition certifications. Those were kind of like my master's programs, you know, my additional certifications. And those, I just started teaching right away. So I developed a private client base on the ground in San Francisco where I was dancing. And that allowed me to still do what I love. But as many of you guys know, dance doesn't pay very well. It's also not very consistent, especially in San Francisco. And so so for me, I was just using all of these other amazing methods to uh, sustain myself, you know, financially, and also just make impact on people's lives. I had seen such tremendous transformation in my own body and mind and spirit working with these different modalities that I love teaching them as well. You know, fast forward a couple years, I had this really stable 
solid client base in San Francisco, but I was really looking to expand and travel more and teach abroad. So I ended up uh, producing retreats and little workshops all over. So in Bali and Mexico, Australia, I just started like creating wow. these, yeah, these events. What, where was your first retreat? My first retreat was about 10 years ago. And okay. it was a collaborative retreat that I did with a dear friend of mine. And it was in Mexico. So it was really easy for us. Mm. You know, we're all from California. I mean, my, my good friend Tyler. So it was easy for us to produce in Mexico just over the border um, in a place he had been. And so that really started this. I already had the travel bug, but this really started that, mm. okay, I want to make this my lifestyle. And I want to be right. able to create and do what I love and make impact, you know, positive impact on people's lives. But I also want the lifestyle of being able to work online and produce these amazing transformative experiences for people wherever and whenever, you know, that was my dream lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I read, you know, for our work week at the time by Tim Ferriss, which I'm sure you and maybe yeah, some, other, some of your listeners have read. Yeah. And that yeah. really inspired mm -hmm. me when that first came out. I said, wow, this is so revolutionary to me, this ability to really live and work whenever you want, wherever you want, just by running an online business. And when Skype became something way back then, I want to say like 10, 12 years yeah. ago, Skype came <laughs> online. I was like, wow, this is the opportunity to transfer my on the ground client base to an online platform and actually to start teaching through Skype. Mm -hmm. And then oh, there was I other see. like web conferencing softwares as well available at the time that were really great for group teaching and things like that. So it just became this this is the direction I want to go in. So I have the freedom and flexibility that I always dreamed of. It sounds like you live such a dream lifestyle. So many people would love to like travel the world and teach yoga and like just live your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really cool to see how you did it. But just listening to your story, it really makes sense how things happen like step by step. Right. Right. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. it's funny how when looking back, like the dots all connect. They do. It's like you realize everything that you've learned and had to go through, right? For me, it was all these injuries. I had to just learn how to heal myself. And through that healing process, I went, wow, this is going to be my greatest gift that I give to other people. And I think that we mm -hmm. find that along the journey and we just have to kind of be patient with what, how is this journey going to unravel for me? Because um, I had the long-term vision from a really young age of wanting to run my own company and wanting to have mm -hmm. this location independent lifestyle. So as long as I had that grander vision, I didn't know how it was going to happen, right? But it just like started to fall into place the more I focused on it. And um, so I can say like to those who are listening, who are interested in creating this sort of lifestyle, it's absolutely doable, but you have to believe in yourself and you have to stay super focused mm -hmm. on that specific goal. Because it's really easy to get sidetracked, right? And it's really easy to yeah. fall back on other careers that might pay you more short term, but are not actually fulfilling or rewarding for your heart and also not actually uh, stepping you forward towards that grander vision of having that freedom-based lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, you talk about having this vision early on in life. Like, did yeah. you always want this since you were young? Were there times where you kind of decided to do something else and sure. doubted yourself? Like, how how is yes. that true? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because so, you know, a prime example is initially I went to college for wildlife biology. I'd been dancing my whole life. And up to that point, I was just getting really burnt out on dance. I was 18 years old and it was like, okay, Amber, you're either going to move to LA and become a commercial, you know, professional dancer, or you're going to go to college and you're going to figure mm -hmm. out what it is that you want to do that's different from dance because at the time my family was pressuring me, you know, this isn't a sustainable lifestyle. And, you know, they were right mm -hmm. to a certain extent. So I did the first two years of wildlife biology. And then two, you know, two years in, I went, whoa, I miss dance so much. I miss moving my body. I was... 
sitting and doing homework six hours a day, calculus, organic chemistry homework, and be like, this is Mm -hmm. by no means going to serve me in the future. Like I don't want to, as much as I love wildlife biology, I don't want to be making $30,000 a year doing field biology somewhere in the world and, and have like 150 grand in debt of school loans. And so I just had this really big awakening one day of like, I went dancing with my friends in San Francisco and went, this is what I'm missing in my life. And I really need to follow my heart and just do Mm -hmm. what really lights me up inside. And luckily I had a family that really supports me following my heart and pursuing my passions. And so I went back to school for dance. I transitioned out of wildlife biology, went right back into dance and finished my degree in dance. I just want to like reiterate how grateful I am to have that support from my family. Cause I think a lot of people mm-hmm. don't have that. Yeah. It's really, important. you know, their parents say you need to go into this and do that. And if you're not doing that, mm-hmm. then you're not a valuable person in society <laughs> yeah. you know, or we won't value you. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. totally sucks. I think a lot of people are facing that nowadays. And so I knew when I went back to dance, I said, you know, of all the things that if nothing happens of this, like let's say I never end up dancing professionally, at least I can open up a dance studio, right? I can run my own Mm -hmm. business. I can open up a space and do what I love that way. But then when I realized the potential of the online world and I wanted to travel more, then I was like, I don't want to have a brick and mortar, like an actual physical location somewhere because that's going to tie me to one location. And though that'd be cool, I really that's not really my path. I want to be, I want to be doing so much more. I want to be living in other countries. I want to be learning other languages. I don't want to just be stuck in my hometown where I grew up running a dance studio. And so though that might be someone's dream and it was part of my dream, it was not the end all lifestyle I wanted. Um, and it's also very limited in its ability in, in terms of your, uh, your income, right? Being able to make a substantial right. amount of income is very limited in that industry. And I knew I wanted to make more money than that. So it was just realizing and connecting the dots and saying, okay, well, then what is it going to take for me to do that? Which required me to like learn how to build websites and you know do all the online yeah. stuff that you've done as well. It's like you mm-hmm. really have to dive into the tech yeah. So yeah, but the opportunities are like endless. Totally. I, I feel like we're the generation that's taking advantage of the internet and yes. making so much out of it. So it's yes. super cool. And I mean, the fact that you you decided you wanted to move to Costa Rica and you did it like in four months, like that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it took a lot of that big leap into the unknown right. was terrifying for me. I was very much leaving my identity as a dancer because I had been dancing for eight years professionally in, once I graduated and had this whole like really established client base. People had been with me for five, 10 years. Like it was just really, really amazing. And to let that go, to let go of something that was working well and providing providing great income for me mm-hmm. on the off chance that something down here would work was a big risk. But let me mm-hmm. tell you how worth it it was. Yeah, I was really following my heart down here. And I think when we follow our hearts, the universe supports us. And no matter how challenging it may be on the journey, it's always worth it because it's really fulfilling. You know, you feel yeah. extremely fulfilled in all ways. And so watching my clients transform in front of my eyes, like that's to me the most fulfilling thing I could be doing in life, making really, really mm-hmm. big impact on people's lives and and also living the lifestyle that I want. So I think it, I think there can be a win-win. Totally. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's definitely worth it. Just a lot of people are scared to take that leap. For they're, sure. They're, they want to stick to what's comfortable or what's secure. So I love your story. Like it's really just proof that you should follow your intuition and your heart. A thousand, a thousand percent. I think that's probably my main message that comes out of everything that I do is follow your mm-hmm. heart because nothing else matters. If you're not in alignment with your heart yes. and your intuition, then it's going to be challenging. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of resistances and a lot of challenges along the way because deep down you're not fulfilled and you're not mm-hmm. really living 
your passions. And, and I think what we need more than anything in this world is people really living from their heart and doing what they love and, and yes. raising the vibration of this planet. It's desperately needed right now. Totally. Support for this podcast comes from Taylor. With the Taylor app, chat with a personal stylist for free. It's fashion advice from a pro, all at your fingertips. Don't know what to buy to wear to that wedding or need ideas for how to style what's already in your closet? A Taylor stylist is ready to help. Go to taylorstylist.com slash LL to download for free today. That's T-A-I-L-O-R stylist.com slash LL. One more time, that's taylorstylist.com slash LL. So now I want to ask about your lifestyle. What does sure. your typical day or week look like in Costa Rica? And like, how long do you plan to live there? Are you trying to travel more? Like, what is what are your plans? Yeah, great questions. So for me, <laughs> I've been here for, for four years now, pretty much full time. I'm here maybe, I'd say, mm-hmm. nine to ten months out of the year. I travel the other months. Um, and now that I have a new relationship, a new boyfriend in my life, I'm trying to really – we're trying to weave our lives together and – do a lot more uh, abroad together as well. He's based in the States. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's uh, become much more of a priority for me not to be just located here full time. But the reason I love Costa Rica is it's clean air, clean water, clean soil. You know, for me, living in the cleanest, most beautiful environment is very important to me and mm-hmm. having kids you know, in the future. It's very yeah. important that I have that. Also, the culture here is amazing. People are super warm. They're the happiest people in the world, You know, just very present uh, connected people. They're connected to each other and to the earth and to themselves. They're just very warm, open people. And they really know how to love life. They really embody their phrase, Pura Vida, which is pure life. They really embody mm. that in everything that they do. They really know how to enjoy life. I feel like in the States, we are great workers, but we often yeah. lose sight of how to enjoy our lives and how to balance in our lives. So like a day in the life for me used to be 18-hour days in San Francisco. You know, I was teaching <laughs> six, seven hours a day plus all my online work. But down here, I've really struck a balance. And initially, I was working really hard and hustling down here. But now I'm really at a great place where I'm able to leverage my time. And so I work basically part-time hours. I work four to five hours a day. And then, and that's like online coaching clients. That's building online programs. That's doing marketing and sales calls. That's everything. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. on my free time, like I go do the things I really love. So love to go see a paddleboarding and love to practice yoga, work out. I make a lot of my own food. I eat organic, raw vegan mm-hmm. primarily. Nice. And um, so I make a lot of my own food. I also, you know, the life here is just very simple. And I really love that. It's not full of, yeah. though there's not a bunch of Broadway shows to go see and things like that, like you might get in a city. It's for me, the beautiful, simple life. So me and my friends on the mm-hmm. weekends, when they have time off, we just go play in the jungle. We play like kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, we go to the Aww. beach, uh, throw football around and to me, uh, what I've learned over the years and just through my yoga practice too, is it's so important to enjoy our moments every day because we don't know when we're going to die. You know, we could die tomorrow. And mm-hmm. if we're not enjoying our lives, well then what's, what's it all for? Why are you working so exactly. hard? And so mm-hmm. finding ways to weave more of the lifestyle and the quality of life, the things that you really love and everyone's different, of course, and what they love, but like to really bring those into your everyday so that you're fully enjoying yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And it, it's a reminder for me because sometimes I can let myself work a little too long and too too much. But oh, it's yeah. so important to let yourself play. Like for me, I'm more of the creative side. Like I love painting and playing piano and doing things like that indoors. Beautiful. I'm less of an outdoor girl. But but yeah, it's, it's so important to give yourself that time and make time to live the lifestyle that you want. 
Absolutely. And like you said, to have those creative outlets, I feel like Mm -hmm. in normal nine to five world, let's say in the States, we don't have those opportunities to be super creative unless we're entrepreneurs, unless we like carve Mm -hmm. out the time. And I, I work with so many business owners, like most of my programs are for business owners. And, and then I also work with a lot of, you know, really busy moms and people who just, they need balance, right? Like we're really just dying for balance in life. And it's really hard to carve out that self-love time to go practice yoga, to go to the gym, to go play on your paddleboard somewhere. All those things, Mm -hmm. like they require you to actually gift yourself that time. And I think a lot of us are just programmed that that's not, that's not okay. We need to be working in order to be valued. Um, and that's just a really big disservice to us. Yeah. I love it. That's a great reminder. So what is like one common problem that you see in your clients, aside from the busyness that holds people back from being their most epic self? The biggest challenge is belief systems. So it's how we think Mm -hmm. about ourselves and how we love ourselves. And so, so much of my work, though it's painted as yoga, Pilates, plant-based, all these little modalities, the reality is that at the root of it all is our belief systems for ourselves. Mm -hmm. If we, no matter how many tools we have, right? If you're an entrepreneur and you need to learn sales and marketing, or you're looking to lose weight and you need to learn how to make vegan cuisine, whatever skill set it is, if you don't believe in yourself enough to actually do it, nothing's going to ever get done. And so we Mm -hmm. have to work on their root belief systems and what it is that's going on in your mind. And so meditation, I find, is a really powerful, the most powerful tool for really building awareness of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so not that you have to sit for an hour a day, you know, and try to force your mind into focusing on this one mantra for hours on in a day. It's that Mm -hmm. just being more present and being more aware of how our minds literally rule our lives. And they don't have to, right? These stories we tell ourselves about who we are and why we're here and uh, what we value and things like like that. Those, those can all just be reprogrammed. And so when we can sit with ourselves and really witness those storylines and say, okay, is this really what I want? Do I really want to be believing these things about myself that I'm not pretty mm-hmm. enough, that I'm not, en- I mean, I'm not enough as an, is a number one thing that I hear from every single person. I'm not mm-hmm. enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not funny enough. Um, I'm just not enough in general. Right. And so that mm-hmm. worthiness of so why those self-love rituals are so important, gifting yourself the time to go to yoga, to go play with your friends, to go travel the way that you want to, all those things are gifts to yourself to really honor your body, honor your mind, honor your heart. And so when we do those things, when we gift ourselves that self-love time, that's when we are empowering ourselves from within. And we we can then go, wow, like I actually am worthy. I am worthy of the life I want. I am worthy of making the money I want and having the partner that I want. But if we don't believe it, it's never going to show up. Yeah. I love that. So, I mean, it's really difficult to overcome, but you For said sure. meditation helps. Is there like a way to meditate? You know, like how do you become aware of those thoughts. Yeah. And that's the trickiest part, Mm -hmm. I think, for most people is that they don't want to witness their mind. They don't want to witness their emotions because it's not comfortable oftentimes, especially if you've not done it before to sit Mm -hmm. quietly with yourself and just close your eyes and just witness your breath. Cause it's really just about being the ultimate observer of yourself. So if you can just sit quietly, watch your mind from the inside out, just really mm-hmm. witnessing the, the thoughts, but also witnessing how you're feeling in your body, what emotions might be coming up for you. Maybe you're really stressed and anxious. Maybe you're you know, in an actual, like a fear state. I find a lot of people are in a fear state. They're very afraid of life, afraid of stepping mm-hmm. out of their comfort zone, afraid of saying the wrong thing because of what people might think. You know, There's so much fear in general and anxiety and worry about the past and the future. And so if we can, st- that's why meditation is so powerful because it, it forces you into the moment 
to witness how you're feeling inside. And the more we do that, the more we become aware, like, wow, these thoughts are literally just thoughts. They're not me. I'm very separate Mm -hmm. from my thoughts. And I have a choice as to how I react to my thoughts. And that's where our power is. Our power is in how we choose to react to life. So if let's Mm -hmm. say like, for example, the other day I was leading a retreat group through the rainforest and it started raining on us, just torrential downpour, just everyone's soaked. And I have some ponchos Mm -hmm. people can wear and things like that. But in that moment, that group had the choice to get super angry and frustrated at life at how you know, damn the weather gods, like I am now drenched and I hate this, you know, or they were, what they did is they were dancing in the rain. They were celebrating the rain and really excited regardless of what was was happening. Right. So in every moment we have that choice. Mm -hmm. And so I think that sitting with yourself really allows you to say, okay, what do I really want? How do I really want to be in this world? Do I want to be joyous and like, and enthusiastic and see the light and everything, find the silver lining? Or do I want to get angry and frustrated and ticked off about literally everything that doesn't go my way? Right. Because how many of (laughs) us are trying to control our world? The real reality is that we're not in control of anything. Like life is happening to Mm -hmm. us and it's how we react to life that matters. I love it. You always have a choice. It's how you react to life. It's how you react to your thoughts. That really Mm -hmm. matters. All right. So lastly, Amber, where can our listeners find you online? Epicself.com is my home base online. And then also I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Those are my two favorite social media platforms. And I'm really quick to respond to comments and messages there. But all of my upcoming retreats and my yoga teacher training programs for conscious entrepreneurs, those are all listed on epicself.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I, I loved what you shared today. And I'll definitely include all the links to your blog, your Instagram and Facebook in the show notes of this Beautiful. podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Eileen. I really, really love what you're doing and I'm very grateful to be here. Aww. Thank you. I'm grateful <laughs> for you too. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavendaire, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right. Love you all. Bye.